Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. Hello, beautiful light beam. Happy New Year. We are well and truly past the festive season. I hope it was a good one for you. And I hope that you're relaxing. And I hope that you are enjoying this back in time traveling with me as we look at and listen to all the episodes. The ones that we loved, the ones that we forgot we loved, and the ones that we wanted to go back to, but couldn't find them in the pile of all the episodes that we have done here on the Solid Spirit Driven Podcast. So this week, I have one of my favorite guests. They all have been my favorites, but this one has a warm spot in my heart. It is the beautiful Audrey Haddocks, ninth generation psychic medium and healer and in this episode Audrey talked about mediumship connecting with spirit trusting in your abilities and all those other wonderful things that I'm sure you will enjoy whether you are an aspiring psychic medium or just want to connect to your loved ones to spirit here is Audrey Haddocks Okay, everyone. So I have uh, the lovely Audrey Haddocks here with me. And I have given you, Audrey, a little bit of an introduction already. But I feel like there is so much more to you than that quick little intro that I've given. So would you please fill in the gaps for my listeners and introduce yourself tell us a little bit about you a little bit about your history how you got to be here okay well thank you first of all for having me here it's an absolute pleasure so thank you for asking it's a pleasure for us (laughs) and my background is I was one of those people that was born into a very spiritual psychic family the tradition in my family on my mother's side is that her grandmother will choose a granddaughter to teach natural healing, herbs, oils, psychic abilities to. If she that granddaughter has got the abilities, um, sort of a little bit more extra, she will choose that granddaughter. And I just was very, very fortunate to be that granddaughter. So I'm ninth generation. The tradition is a grandmother will teach a granddaughter, and it goes on and on and on. I was always told though from my very earliest memory, that I wouldn't do that, but I would then share what 
I've learned over the years with other people. So that I wouldn't teach a granddaughter, I would then take it out in the ninth one to share with everybody else. So even though I take it as my grandma taught me, I prefer myself, not to think of myself as a teacher, but more as sharing the experiences that I've had, if that in some way will help someone else. So from my earliest memory is my beautiful Clara coming to our house with a big carpet bag. And we were sat in the front room and at the table and she would get out a beautiful golden cloth and put with little roses on and get out crystals, tarot cards, her oils, her herbs and everything. And then just teach me how to use what natural gifts everybody has. We're all born with this natural ability. And my grandma used to explain it very, very simply that some people are musical, some people are very artistic, some people are very good at mathematics. And she said, what we had that extra sense was just being very sensitive to the next level around us. And that's how she explained it. So I grew up thinking this was very, very normal behavior. My father was what he called tuned in, but he was very psychic, but he called it being tuned in. My mother had the abilities too, but she didn't use them too much until much later in life. Um, she used to do tarot readings a lot. So I was just brought up in this atmosphere as this is perfectly normal. But it was never discussed outside the family. It was always kept very much within the family. And so those extra senses of sort of knowing and seeing spirit, to me, it was just very normal. I thought everybody did it, to be honest. And to, to be perfectly honest, everybody does. Everybody has that ability. But it's like a muscle. You have to use it to exercise it, to make it stronger. So that's what I've done all my life is make it stronger. And when my grandmother passed away, my mother took over for a little while teaching me things and my father. But then I met a beautiful local psychic called Mira Vance when I was 14. And she carried on the teachings uh, for a number of years until she passed away. And then I just kept it contained within myself. And then over the years, started sharing that experience with students and friends and family and it's just a beautiful gift because we're all gifted with it to work with you know whether you want to work with it or not that's everybody's individual choice but it's a beautiful gift to have definitely and I find it helps in so many areas of life not just being psychic it's you know you can blend it into your everyday life it's a beautiful gift to have as you know as I do and I think it's um this is why we this is why I know I learned really well from you Audrey and why I feel that we see perceive a lot of the things that we don't see here in this physical world in a similar way and we have a similar understanding which I think is important both for student and teacher especially for a student that you resonate with the mentor teacher the person that you wish to learn from uh that things resonate with you and what i love about you is that you always say this is my experience this is how it happened for me or this is what i learned and you kind of then 
allow or create this space in which students can explore and learn and are not, um, they don't feel the pressure to, oh, I have to be as good as Audrey, or I have to, if I'm not seeing this or if I'm not doing this, then I must not be psychic enough or I must not be doing it right, which is, you know, counterproductive when we're learning, right? Um, which brings me to this favorite uh, saying also that you have that I've learned from you, no aura shrinkage, right? <laughs> and you allow our aura to expand and just learn and grow. So as I've just mentioned, not, and you've mentioned it, we all have these gifts, but we don't all have them perhaps at the same intensity, just like we don't all play grand pianos, we don't all sing the opera. Um, how do you experience spirit? How do you, because I think that would really help my listeners to notice within themselves without comparing but just notice whether when they get something is this anything or is that just my imagination I would love for you to explore okay I think the most important thing here is what my grandma drilled into me every single time I saw her was we work from our heart and soul not our ego we're working from our ego and I don't mean that in conceited way just that we're too much headspace we have to work from the heart and soul. And with psychic work, everybody thinks it's very much crown sharp, which it is, you know, everything comes through your crown, but it's focusing on your heart and soul. So you are giving yourself over to the spiritual energies around you in a protective way, of course, obviously. Um, so you're not thinking what's going on, you're, let, you're feeling it through your heart and soul. And that's how you connect in. So for me, it is everybody's got different levels, definitely. It is a perception of how you see it, how my grandma taught me, <clears throat> excuse me, to see spirit is, she taught me one way, this is how she saw it. But I don't see it that way, I see it very differently. So even my grandma showing me, it was different. Me personally, I can see it very different ways when I'm doing a psychic session, for want of a better word. Uh, with somebody's past loved ones sometimes it will come in as a sphere I can see like a not always a perfect circle as we're sort of let's believe sometimes it's a bit jiggly um, other times it will come in as a shadow uh, just a light will come the whole room to me seems to change color sometimes people come in as complete solid people that if I didn't know they were spirit I would think they were actual physical person they're solid and sometimes I'll come in like a hologram I can see behind them. So I don't have one particular, that's how it works for me. The, what alerts me to knowing a spirit is coming in that always without fail, the back of my neck will tickle, like someone's tickling the back of my neck. And that's when I know somebody's coming in. So I have to point out obviously that we do all the protections first. So it's not like saying, is anybody there, do you want to come in? I never ever say that because Obviously, there's an awful lot of spirit around. We have to be very specific about who we want. So when I'm doing a session, say if you were there, Kasia, and you to connect with somebody called Mary, I ask you to say their name three times. Because in spirit, there are thousands and thousands of spirit. So they will hear the person that they've got a connection with 
calling them three times. So I want to make sure I'm getting the right person in. Otherwise, it's like opening your front door and saying, everybody come in. And it's like, then I've got to work through, where's the right person? Who is it I'm connecting with? So that, to me, tells me straight away the right person's come through for the client. You see what I mean? It could be many, many different people otherwise, and then you've got to work out who's who. So knowing that it's the right person, before the session, I've already put myself in that position. I'm working from my heart and soul. I'm aware my chakras are open. They're always open. I never ever close chakras down because it's not stopping you feeling anything. So to me, it's always open up chakras, keep them nice and cleansed on a daily basis. And before a session, focusing on bringing in my energy into my heart and soul so that whatever is happening in the session, it's not my space thinking it, it's my heart and soul feeling it. So I could hear in my ears one particular day, the audience part of it, the clear audience part, I could hear the messages. Another day I might be able to see it more, you know, through the eyes, the third eye. Sometimes I might feel it more. There isn't a set pattern for me, it's whatever comes. So I don't go, I have to see someone, or I've got to hear it, or I've got to feel it. I'm just open, it's like what comes in. So every, every session could be very different for me, but I just go with it because I am just the vessel. I'm not making this session happen. I'm saying to spirit, I'm here. I've got the person who wants to connect with you here. If you're available, and this person's called you three times, if you're available and you're in a sense where you feel like you can come through, then please use my energy to come through, knowing that I've got myself in a safe space. So that's it. So I don't orchestrate it. I just sit there and let it happen. And whatever comes through, I speak it. It might not make sense to me, but it makes sense to the person that's sitting there. Mm, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. And I was taking notes here um, because there were so many gems and I didn't want to forget them. Uh, but I just want to um, say to you listening to this and to what Audrey was saying, have you noticed that in the beginning, Audrey has said, my grandma taught me how to see spirit. So even though... Audrey was born with this gift. She was still taught how to see spirit. And I think this is really important because often when we notice or we are made aware that we are psychic, or I don't really like saying this because it makes it makes it sound like some people are special and some are not, but those intuitive gifts, right, are opening up. We feel that immediately we're going to see spirit with our human eyes and if it's not happening then obviously I'm doing something wrong or it's not and that I feel comes from this comparison of how you know you use your eyes you either see something or you don't see something but when we're working with spirit it's a little bit different and I will ask because uh, I do have a question here that I will ask you Audrey and I would love for you to explain again from your own experience but I hope that my listeners are seeing that in a simple um, sentence my grandmother taught me how to see spirit they first of all find comfort in knowing that as their gifts are opening, they're not going to see spirit maybe 
straight away or ever with the human eyes. It doesn't mean that they're less psychic or not psychic. And number two, that someone like Audrey, who was born, who has generations of psychics and is the ninth generation, still is deepening, strengthening the gift. It's not like you were born and you had these magical powers and... <laughs> You can do whatever you want. So my question, actually, one of my um, members of the community has written, um, actually asking, if I don't see spirit with my human eyes, can I still be a medium? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's so many of your other clairs that will work for you. Now, if I'm doing a session and I haven't seen a spirit, but I've sensed it, it doesn't mean I'm not doing psychic work because mm. I didn't see it. And my grandmother taught me we're on different levels. There's so many levels of uh, spirit when we leave, when we're in this world, and then when we leave in this world, and when we've arrived in the next level. So when she taught me how to work through those levels, that's when I started seeing what was spirit. Because as a little girl, I remember very much seeing lots of colours around everybody all the time. And I'd walk in a room and the room would be multicoloured. That's how I used to see it. Um, I even had my eyes tested when I was young, just in case there was something going on there. But they're fine from reading glasses. So my grandma taught me it's a question of what is it you're sensing? Just take it. Don't go. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Go. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm sensing. And keep a check on yourself and all your different experiences. Then you'll start to realize that experience means you're seeing spirit. It might not be with our human eyes what we think we're supposed to be seeing as spirit. But if you see a color, a shape, thing going on there that doesn't seem quite of this world, that's you seeing spirit. But with our human head, we always expect it to be, it's supposed to look like this, it's supposed to feel like this, it's supposed to do this. But the thing is, every individual working with their psychic abilities is going to feel something different. It's not right or wrong, it's what you feel. So for me, if I see a funny jiggly shape walking around, I'm seeing spirit. I've taught myself that spirit. And then if I see them as a human, it's whatever comes to me that day. So I don't say it's not right, it's wrong, or it's not how it's supposed to be. So absolutely, your community member can use spiritual feelings, be mediumship, be a psychic, we're, you know, whatever they, we want to call ourselves. Could be any, there's a whole range of names that we can put to this work. Absolutely, just because you're not seeing it isn't that you're not connecting with spirit. And that's the important thing. We're connecting. We don't have to hear feel, see, we're connecting on whatever level we're connecting with them. I love that. What a um, positive answer, I think, and a very expanded answer because it doesn't look anyone in into anything. And also, um, looking at my list here, Audrey, you've also mentioned um, that you work your chakras every day. And I, I love that you said that because... I talk about meditation 
I feel like sometimes I sound like a broken record because I'm constantly going how important it is to sit in your path, to sit in silence, to, you know, ground yourself, you know, or work your chakras. If you're feeling a little bit off, you know, check your chakras, you know, are you perhaps not grounded? And I feel like sometimes perhaps um, this is perceived as like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it when I have the time. I'm so busy, I don't have the time. Whereas to me now, this is like brushing teeth or dusting the house. Like I know I have to do it. If I don't, it will get on top of me, right? If we don't brush our teeth, we got to go and see the dentist because they're going to be all, you know, dirty and with holes. Um, if we don't dust our house on a regular basis, it's going to be very messy. And something so simple, little, that doesn't require any heavy lifting, just sitting by yourself and focusing on your chakras, visualizing them, you know, doing that sort of simple, but not simple, or simple, but not easy, maybe, um, practice can have a huge impact right mm -hmm. it's like reiki energy we don't see it some don't feel it but yet that it has great power so what would you say to perhaps your students who perhaps you were trying to introduce them to chakras or emphasize how important it is to balance your chakras to perhaps meditate and they are like yeah I don't have time I'll get to it I think the main thing is we look at it as a chore and we shouldn't. It should be a pleasure. You know, you're worth it. You're worth, worth spending a couple of minutes on a day. Everyone's got a couple of minutes. If you're doing it in the shower, do it in the shower if you need to. The important thing too is to remember that your chakras are your makeup. It's what your body is based on. You know, all this is just out of place then. Your chakras are what make you you. You know, they're very, very important. And it's like, why would you neglect that main thing? It's like driving a beautiful car, but never ever attending to the engine or the petrol. You know, we have to do the inside of ourselves. It's like we do human, human base, we do nutrition, making sure we're getting the right foods. We have to spiritually put the nutrition into our chakras. And to me, it shouldn't be a chore. This should be a given. It should be a pleasure to do this for yourself. You know, if you're very busy mom and you've got a job and you, you're looking after children you're doing everything running around you know women are very much no offense to men but women are very much multifaceted and multi-talented because we have to be um there are a lot of men out there in doing the same sort of roles as well so we have to acknowledge that too but generally women are very multifaceted and yet we forget the one most important one which is taking care of ourselves so I think a lot of us have it in our minds that to clean our chakras and keep them nice and active is going to take a long time, maybe half an hour, an hour a day. And a lot of people haven't got that time and that's understandable. So to me, it's like, well, let's condense it. Let's make it into a few second one. And we can do it right now. I'll, I'll run through it right now and it will take just seconds. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Every morning I do my Reiki precepts because I teach Reiki. And Reiki. <laughs> so that sort of gets me in the setting anyway. But even if you're not doing Reiki, every day, maybe in the shower, you just put your hands together to get yourself into that nice pose. The thumbs, I put my thumbs on my heart chakra and the center of the heart chakra. And I just take a nice deep breath. If you're in the shower, make sure you don't 
inhale too much water, but you're taking a deep breath and then closing your eyes. And just being aware of the energy around you, the healing energy of this world, which is painful. And I'm bringing it in now through my crown chakra, my third eye, my throat, my high heart into my heart chakra. And that's coming out of my heart chakra, going from my chest up to my shoulders, down my arms, into my hands, my fingers, my palms. So now I've got that beautiful Reiki energy in my hands, that healing energy. If you don't do Reiki, call it healing. Placing my hands over my heart chakra. I'm pushing that beautiful energy into all my chakras now. I'm feeling it going all the way through my body, cleansing, balancing, refreshing. Breathing in the peace and calm, breathing out peace and calm. How long did that take? Seconds? I don't know. We did it right here. That is amazing. So you can have a two-hour session if you've got time. You can do a few seconds. Everyone's got that. I do it every morning, every morning without fail. And then during the day, if I'm feeling I need it, when I used to work in an office, I quite often will escape to the restroom and then just do a little one there. Spirit going, oh my goodness, she's in the toilet, sitting on the edge of the toilet seat doing this. Love it. Find that. It's wherever you are, if that's your little opportunity, do it there. You know, and it's I love that. You can just squeeze it in. Yeah lunches you through the day so that you don't have the end of the day where you're exhausted you've done little top-ups of a few seconds each and it's so good because even if let's say which i don't think there's anyone in my audience here listening to this but even if you're a very left brain person who doesn't is not really spiritual you need this something throughout the day here and there to top yourself up or regulate your nervous system we can call it whatever right but you need this and and you guided us so beautifully into my next question actually because you were a very busy mom you had a job I believe full-time and um how did you Audrey nurture your gift in that period where perhaps you know you um you were busy taking care of the house taking care of um your son and work and everything how did you still bring in that spiritual element make sure that you stay on top of it? We're just connected every day with nature because to me, spirituality is nature. Spirituality is you, yourself. And so I will connect every day. Uh, if I was preparing my son's lunch for school, I say there's vegetables in there and fruit and vegetables. I'd be looking at it and thinking, this is containing healing energy because it's grown and so it connecting with it. Uh, when I was walking from my house to the train station every morning, in my head, I'd be doing my healing. <laughs> mm. I'd be calling in guides to just connect me that day and be around me and guide me through the day. So all through the day, I was making little intentions everywhere. You know, when I sat on the beach, I was lucky enough to live by the scene. When I sat on the beach and looked at the ocean, I was aware of all that healing energy coming from the ocean. You know, it's it's all these little intentions each day. So it wasn't one practice I did. It was just I gave myself over to spirituality. And I don't mean in a religious sense, because to me, spirituality, you can be any religion and be spiritual, because spirituality is nature, 
it's you being you it's your chakras that's my belief that's my belief so it's all the little tiny intentions that you do each day um i would always practice my cards my grandma taught me tarot when i was six believe it or not and gave me my tarot pack and so every day I would draw a card every day just to still keep that connection going. Even if I wasn't doing readings for anyone else, I'd do a card for me every day, just one, just to connect with the card, with the energy. I'd use crystals, um, absolute crystal nuts, <laughs> always using crystals, because to me, they're a gift from the earth. So we, we need to connect with those crystals as much as we can. Um, I'd bring crystals into the home. I'd, make crystal elixirs to drink. You know, it's just incorporating many, many different areas of it. And that's how I kept in touch with it. Um, when you're not sort of practicing it with other people each day, because I was had my very busy life, as you say, but it, for myself, I, I never let go of it. It was always there, always there. Yeah. It's like now I'm living in Lake Centrance. I walk down the Esplanade and you know how it beautiful it is. You're living here too. Yeah. And it's instead of just looking at a view and going, what a beautiful view, I look at it and go, where's the energy? I can look at the different energy in this. Look at the energy of the water. Look at the energy of the trees. I saw dolphins this morning. And it's like, look at the energy of the dolphins. You know, it's whatever you're looking at, wherever you live, instead of just seeing a view, see the energy. Instead of taking a selfie to post, <laughs> look at the energy, right? Or take a selfie and look at the energy in the photo. <laughs> but it's, it's having that mindset that spirituality is all around us, so connecting with it. It's a plentiful supply. And it allows you to then become one with spirituality instead of thinking, this is psychic work, this is spirituality, I'm here, I have to integrate this into here, how do I do it? Then mm. it sets every day. Mm, I love this. And this is why I mentioned the selfie thing because so many of us, especially like maybe the younger generations, they're so busy, like, oh, this is a great sunset. Let me take a, a selfie instead of actually looking and absorbing it and, you know, seeing what the birds are doing or what the energy of the water is doing. <laughs> right. And um, you, what you've shared here, Audrey, are essentially practices that ground you and make you very present in the moment and ask you to be present right so um thank you for sharing these because they're very helpful i'm sure to um any members of my audience who are um busy just busy humans even busy humans and they think well maybe one day when i've got more time i will get to it but you have just showed us that we can do it in these tiny little practices. It doesn't have to be a two hour. I mean, I would love a two hour, you know, meditation. <laughs> if I could, if no one would interrupt, I probably would be able to sit back. At some point you've got to go back to, you know, the other things that you are doing. So thank you for sharing this. And I want to shift us a little bit into i'm just checking my notes here because you're dropping so many gold nuggets here i would like to shift us with a question from another uh member of um my my actually an email subscriber um who is i think this lady is a trying to well she's not trying she is a 
psyching and she wants to add tarot now i think she's sort of and start offering sessions and her question was so we're going to move from mediumship to psychic work and tarot because as audrey said she doesn't just do mediumship um she does reiki healing she does tarot sessions uh, i'm not sure if still Actually, I'll let you say that in a minute because I'm speaking for you. But I just wanted to highlight you have, you know, different ways, uh, different modalities um, in which you pour in your gift. And now this question will be kind of around the psychic work. And it is, if we are, let's say, reading cards for someone or tuning in intuitively into someone, let's say someone has asked a specific question, such as, should I stay with this job or should I change? Or is this man right for me or this woman? And in the cards, or intuitively, you get a yes or a no, a very definite answer. And this lady was saying, how do we know as psychics that we are not programming programming or influencing a person by saying what i what she believes to be from a message from the guides or what she reads in terror as in i think she thinks what if i'm wrong yeah i think this is in all the years that i've been sharing what i've experienced i think this is probably the most common question that comes up um so if that's reassuring in itself <laughs> you're not the only one <laughs> explain anything how I used to explain to my students is I always revert back to what, how my grandma taught me because she was so wise obviously and even though she would teach me she'd say you have to do it your own way too which was very important I think too so what I'm sharing about share now is just my perception I think it's very important to understand what you're actually doing when you're doing a reading really getting in touch my grandma explained it to me like this. When you hold your tarot pack in your hand, you're dialing up, getting in touch with someone you're going to ask for advice. So whoever that someone is, if it's a loved one, a guide, whoever, you're holding your cards, you put your intention in. I'm just asking your advice, please. So whatever comes through, it's not your head, it's whoever it is you've connected with to ask for advice. They're talking to you through the cards. Now, as I always, always, without fail, point out when I do a reading, this is advice, and you have complete control of what you want to do with that advice as a human. Just because it's coming up in the cards doesn't mean you have no control over that. You do, as a human, you have control of what you want to do with the energy and the advice that's just being given to you. So yesterday I did a reading for someone who was asking about a job. I've been offered this job, job A, and I've been offered job B. Which one should I go with? The cards gave advice as regards which would bring them more peace and happiness, which would be more lucrative for them financially. And then it was very much, what do you want to do with that? Mm. The cards didn't say you've got to do this, you've got to do that, or this is going to happen, that's going to happen. It's like, this is an opportunity, what do you want to do with it? Um, sometimes cards will say there's definitely a pregnancy coming up um, but I see it as an opportunity if you want to get pregnant this is a good opportunity for you this is a good energy time for you to get pregnant obviously you've got free will you don't have to get pregnant if you don't want to <laughs> it's like that that sort of thing um, no one's going to make you take a job but the opportunity is there so for me 
it's having in my head whenever I start a reading, I've just dialed into someone, whoever it is I'm asking. And it can be different people at different times. But I always ask my grandma to help me with the readings as well. They're giving me advice. So my head is out of the reading. I'm doing it from heart and soul. I'm just passing on the advice that's been given. And then the person I'm reading for has absolutely free will what they want to do with that. So to me, that takes away the pressure of me going, this is right or wrong. This is what you should do or you shouldn't do. This is me taking responsibility for you. I'm not. I'm just passing on the advice. It's the same with counselling. When I do counselling, you do everything you can for the person you're doing counselling with and you give from your heart and soul and with compassion. But then when that person leaves you, they have to take responsibility of what they want to do with that. You see what I mean? I love that. It's what's available to you. The reading is the same. You're given advice via spirit. So it's not... It's hard to do to stop worrying about, you know, is this a right or wrong? Is it me thinking it? Is it my ego? But if you're working from your heart chakra, you've got your other chakras open, so the messages come through. But instead of it sticking in your crown as the message comes through, and then it becomes human side, because you've got those two sides, spiritual and human. When the message comes through your crown, we should then allow it to come down to your heart and soul and your heart chakra. Because we allow it to stick in the head, then the human side comes over and is starting to interpret it. As in, what do I think? What do I do? What what am I thinking? We're supposed to be reading the cards, we're supposed to be reading the energy. I bring it, I allow it to come through, I know it's coming through into my heart and soul, and then I just speak what's in the cards. So my head, my human head, isn't going, I think it's this, I think it's that, I think this is what it should be. Yeah, this is what we should be. Yeah, and this is actually interesting because um with tarot as well, I believe or I find that for me it's easier to read when I do exactly what you said because you've taught me this as well, connect and allow the energy, the messages to come through as opposed to worrying about, well, what does this card mean in the book? Oh, but it says when it's up, it means this. and it's up. Because then I feel like I go into my analytical mind and the way I actually, when I ask my guys, like, which way is the right way? They said, what happens when you are trying to recite a poem that you've learned? You are very much standing there and going like, oh, I must remember the next line. What's the next line, right? And it takes a lot of practice to recite a poem completely fluent in your sleep right and the same happens when we pull cards for someone but then we worry about well what does this card mean let me check the book or you know because then we drop into our analytical mind I feel when in our head and we're not operating from our heart from our soul like you've just described Audrey so I really like that you've said this here as well um because that's how I experience it as well. It's it's a connection line between us and spirit, right? And those in spirit. So um, out of all the modalities that you know and practice, you know, Reiki, tarot, psychic, mediumship, house clearings as well, um, and counseling, 
and hypnotherapy, I think it is as well, which um a little bit different. Do you have a favorite? Do you have something that you absolutely love doing? I think it would be Reiki. Mm, how come? It is such an honor, as in as is all spiritual work. It's such an honor to be doing that with somebody. Uh, that person's coming and is quite vulnerable and is trusting you to help them uh, with their own abilities or whatever it is you're doing, or whether it's a session with them reading. It's an honor and I love all of it. But I think even Reiki, it's that huge connection with nature because Reiki is life force energy. So to me, Reiki is the core of it. So when I'm doing a Reiki, whether it's for myself or for someone else, it's like really plugging in your socket, as it were. <laughs> You're just plugged in. You're sort of really at one with nature and life force energy. And if you're not in touch with your life force energy, to me, it's like, how can you touch with all the other stuff? Mm -hmm. Understand yourself. You know, to me, chakras are the basis of everything. So if you don't do your chakra work, how could you be doing psychic work? But to me, it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, if you don't know what your chakra is doing, how can you be expected to do a reading? Because you've got to get in touch with your chakras. So to do a Reiki for me is like reconnecting with those chakras every time and being aware of the life force energy and the person that you're doing the Reiki on. It's such an honor to do a Reiki on someone. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. So whether you want to do Reiki or what or intuitive healings, right? energy healings, it's absolutely fine. You know, there's no right or wrong and everything I'm saying today is just my perception. You know, if people didn't do it how I do it, it's not wrong. This is, I'm sharing this in the hope that maybe somebody might connect with one thing I say and think, yeah, that's how I feel. Or, you know, now I feel a bit more um, confident to expand that side of me because somebody else does it that way too. It's okay, but it's learning to know what you feel is best. You know, I, I just love Reiki, but I, having said that, I love my crystals, I love my tarot. It's like, I, it's the one big picture, but without the Reiki, I would feel a little bit, you know, if I'm not in touch with my chakras, how am I going to be in touch with all the other stuff? Mm, it does feel a bit disconnecting. And I guess it's like your children. If you have a lot of children, how do you pick a favorite, right? And you are amazing. At, sorry. I was just going to say, because we're talking about chakras, can I just talk, refer back to the aura shrinkage? Yes, please. Any of my past students will laugh at this because I always used to say, no aura shrinkage in here. <laughs> what I mean by that is your auras, I believe, give off a beautiful, your chakras rather, give off this beautiful aura all around us. I'm one of these people that sees auras around people. And to me, they're all different colors depending on that person that day. And there were or they might see them as I don't know all different vibrations everyone's different but I see them as colors coming from someone's chakras that day so when somebody comes in for counseling before they've even opened their mouth I can see the color of their chakra and that's how I know that's what's going on with that person today is to do with this so for me aura shrinkage means we're giving off that aura we've got it around us so when I was teaching because I was the teacher there but I still like to say sharing with my students you could see everybody in the class with their auras and the minute just supposing I was teaching Tara and I go okay we're going to do little readings for each other 
everybody's all right. But and I said, don't shrink your aura. It's just go, okay, this is going to be fun. It's relaxing. There's no right and wrong. No one's going to do anything wrong. Everyone's just going to be themselves. That's it. You're just having a conversation with an extra person, spirit. That's all it is. You know, you're talking to your client or the, your fellow student with an extra person from spirit. Yeah. Relax because to me, when your aura's tight and you've shrunk, you're restricting yourself straight away. Mm. Before a reading, I always say, my auras are relaxed. My chakras are relaxed. If I'm tight, I'm blocking a lot of that communication straight away. One feels very naked in front of you, Audrey, knowing this about you, because you can tell straight away. <laughs> when clients you know, always say, do I have your permission to read you? And then when they've gone, I say, I will cut that off. So I'm not walking down the streets reading people. That is really important. And for your own energy, right? Perseverance, because um for preservation, you want to make sure that you um don't get drained by someone else's energy. So I know that we can talk for the cows come home about this. And there's so many more topics that I could touch on here with you, but uh, I am very mindful of your time as well, Audrey. So is there anything that you wish I'd ask you that I haven't? I think really just for people to believe in themselves and don't put unnatural expectations on yourself. You know, to be spiritual, to be psychic, to be a medium. Some Everybody's got it. Other people have it to a different level. And it's just because you're exercising the muscle more will make it a little bit stronger. But don't compare yourself to anybody ever. Mm. And that goes for life in general. We shouldn't. We should be our true authentic selves. You know, we can aspire to be like somebody's, you know, character or personality if you want to, if that's what it <laughs> what you want to be. But we should never compare ourselves to anyone else as in someone's better or they can do it ease more easily or they can do it more deeply. It's like it doesn't matter. You know, this is about you bringing your own spirituality out, which is going to be very different to someone else's version of spirituality. There's so many books you can read, so many courses you can do. And whereas over the years I've probably done thousands of them, I don't take it as read, that's it, that's gospel. It's like I take it as an interest point of view and take it away and think, can I blend that with me or not? Or is there some of it that doesn't blend? And then if it doesn't, why doesn't it blend? You know, what what's it um, triggered in me then that if I'm really not if I'm really not blending with what that person just told, it's like, well, that's not blending with me, but why? So then it teaches you more about yourself. I sometimes think when we pick up a book or go on a course and it just doesn't connect, you learn more than when it does connect. Mm -hmm. So when it's not connecting, it's forcing you to think. What is it in you that you're not connecting with and why? It could be that maybe the person taught you was more ego-based and you're not an ego person. You know, it's like all different reasons and there's no right or wrong there. So the more we share and the more that we share with everybody else and share everybody's experiences, the more you grow as an individual, which is good as long as you're working from your heart and soul. It's the most important thing. 
that's those are beautiful wise words to wrap up i guess our episode um i hope that you a beautiful listener got a lot of golden nuggets out of this i know i have heard um audrey this from you many times before anytime when i hear it i feel like something different lands somewhere or i hear it in a different way or you know something resonates more let's say because i wasn't ready before you know so it's always lovely to have a chat with you uh i know that you have only a very limited time now um that you where you open up your calendar and have sessions and bookings if anyone would like to come and see you for anything or speak to you or do an online session where can they find you even if they want to have a chat further about this where can they find you facebook messenger is probably the best way to go um, because then if we're linking up we can link through messenger video as well um, or give me a call my number i'm quite open to that uh, it's, I am semi-retired now, so that, as you say, places are limited there, but I'll always help out wherever I can. And if I can't, I'll refer you on to someone as well. So. Designer, you're beautiful and always wanting to help and always really like the true uh, definition of being here of service. I always think of you when I, when I say this to someone, to myself, when I think of that phrase, I will of course put the links in the show notes. Um, so you will be able to find Audrey's contact details uh, that she will send through below this episode. And this was really, really lovely to chat with you, Audrey. And <laughs> thank well, you so much. Thank you for sharing as well. And thank you, beautiful listener, for gifting us 40 minutes, I believe, of your time. I always know that it's tricky to find that time in your busy day. So I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you, Audrey, and thank you. And I'll be in your ears next week. Bye for now. Thank you. beautiful light beam i hope that you enjoyed this week's episode now before you turn off your podcasting device i just wanted to quickly hop in here and ask you for a little favor if you really enjoyed this episode if you enjoy these episodes this podcast please consider sharing it with someone who you think might benefit from it also I would be so, so grateful. It would help me immensely in getting the word out, reaching more people who are perhaps trying to navigate through their own awakening. And if you haven't yet, please consider leaving a review and sharing your thoughts, sharing how this podcast helps you or what you have learned or anything that you think would be helpful to a new listener. Thank you so much. I really, really am so grateful for you.